John Mallon. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. I'm your podcaster, John. It's windy Toronto. To windy Toronto. It's a little bit of a hungover Toronto. <laughs> we'll get into that today. Sleepy Toronto. And to my left, possibly your right, we have once again the award winner Val with us. Hello. How are you feeling today? Sleepy. Sleepy. What time did you go to sleep last night? Four. Four. Were you out doing something? <laughs> it was a little bit of an HHK festivity last night. Hip-hop karaoke, to those of you who don't know what HHK means. So which means I had to drink everything in sight and then stay out really late. Yeah, we'll get into all that craziness <laughs> in a second. You know, we've done a couple party podcasts, a couple drinking episodes. This might be one of the first ones where... Super hungover. Yeah, I'm not the most hungover I've ever been. I'm de- definitely a functioning person today. Mm-hmm. There's some days where you just got to leave me in the bedroom for the rest of the day and I'm down for the count. Yeah, we're definitely functioning. I just yeah. feel tired Just now. tired and slow, and mm-hmm. as does these podcasts. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, we are on episode 7 of season 4 of Live at 6.05. Ooh. Getting pretty close to 50 episodes. I think, well, we're only at like, this is like episode 43 or 44 mm-hmm. altogether, but we're getting pretty close to 50. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But true to norm, this week in itself has also been quite adventurous. Some new stories for the podcast. New stories. We have a bit of an announcement I can make. We'll make that maybe halfway through the show. So just keep listening. We have uh, some interesting, I have an interesting announcement. So is this one just part two then? Part two, yeah. So this week we're going to be doing jobs Mm -hmm. and... Everyone really liked last week's episode. They liked our jobs. As promised, I had a couple more job stories. I think you maybe had. Yep, I had a couple more. A couple more. And then we're going to have... The whole reason why I'm doing this episode is because of your brother, Brandon. Right. And we're going to get into all this stuff, but we may or may not have him on the podcast via (laughs) his podcast. Yeah. We'll explain all that a little bit later, but he is the king of odd, bad, crazy jobs. So he's got some funny stuff that we'll play for you guys later on. Mm We also had a contest. We have a winner. Ooh. But before we get is into that, it that no if it is, the there'd be anarchy because people are like, it's a fixed thing. <laughs> I had no idea who the comedian was. No, you didn't. Yeah. And I, even I probably told you his name and you're like, who? Cool. I forget. But before we get into all that stuff, mm-hmm. let me tell you how to get in contact with me. Okay. So facebook.com slash live 605 pictures. Videos. I just posted a short nine-second clip of me performing hip-hop karaoke, so make sure you go so there. Good. Check it out. My jeans were looking really good on me last night. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they were quite skinny. Yeah, very skinny. And uh, from there, you can go to Twitter and follow me. I'm at Malencamp. Mm-hmm. You can go to Vine or Instagram. I'm also at Malencamp. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, www.liveat605.podomatic.com. Right. And you can download if you don't have iTunes. You can also hit the PayPal button like our friend Kenny in Boston recently did. Uh-huh. Shout out to him. We're going to have to shout him out every week for <laughs> supporting this podcast. But you can go there. You have to shout him out for 605 days. Exactly. <laughs> or 605 episodes. Oh, my yeah. God. If we get the 605 episodes, I'll be like 40 or something. Whoa. But, uh, and then I think those are all the different ways to get in contact. Or you can email me live at 605 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And that's all the ways to uh, holler at your boy over here. I think the cool thing is now that you did a contest, you have gotten a lot more shout outs. Yeah, so it was cool. We got, um, we've been doing this contest, I think we started two episodes ago. 
Did we? I think so. I think it was, yeah, two episodes ago. I think I put it out on Facebook first, yeah. and then I officially announced on oh, yeah, last week's true. podcast. Okay. We got some submissions. We had some people guessing. Uh, we got, in total, eight people tried. That's valiant effort. I'll take it. Three people got the answer right. Uh-huh. So, so they're far more knowledgeable than me. Yeah. I, so whether or not they actually knew the comedian or they just were able to research what I said or whatever it is, yeah. we're really excited. So thanks to everyone who Facebook tweeted mm-hmm. and emailed me their answers. Mm-hmm. So should we get into that maybe? We'll go through the list yeah. of people. So let's start with the people who just took guesses and did not get them correct. Okay. So first person, shout out to Lori in Scarborough, our good friend Lori. Oh, Lori. I think she's on the outskirts of Scarborough now, but... <laughs> Still Scarborough. Scarborough, yeah. She um, she came up to me at work, so we worked together, and mm-hmm. she's like, I think it's the comedian Mark Marin, which is a very good guess. Who's Mark Marin? Mark Marin, actually, I say this about anyone's podcast, but he does have one of the biggest podcasts. Mm-hmm. He has huge guests on his show, and... Um, is he an actor as well? No, he's a comedian. Uh, he's... He's just like a pretty big comedian who has like a huge podcast. So, good guess to her. Maybe she got help from uh, Danny. Who knows? But <laughs> but you are wrong, and you are in Scarborough. So maybe I'll give you <laughs> some. I'll give you a live at six oh five pencil. If we Ooh, have those. We should make live at six oh five pens. That'd be good merch. Done. For Christmas next year. All right. Next up, we had our good friend Danimal from Concert Chaos, Big Wreck, and. And uh, sports podcast fame. Mm-hmm. His guess, I don't know if it was real or not, but he's at, he said Gene Simmons. <laughs> Didn't Kiss Last Night play or somewhere where we were at? Oh, I like, no. Who I, else is playing this song? When we had pre-drinks before we had karaoke, I was playing uh, Disco Kiss. I was, yeah. I was made for loving you, baby. <laughs> you were made for loving me. Only because prior to that, was it not R. Kelly or something? Something like Something that. Something was like random, which was the weirdest set list ever. Yeah, so close but no cigar to animal. Good try. Uh, our friend, oh, I've never met her, but our friend Laura in San Jose. Shout yeah. out to San Jose. Went, uh, they've been going ham for this podcast for a while, so it's nice to see some mm-hmm. uh, some of our American friends email us in. Mm-hmm. And she said, she said Jay Larson. Who's that? He is one of the hosts of the Crab Feast podcast. He's also a comedian. He's the guy who I got this from. Okay. I'm going to stab him. Yeah. So, and thank you. So What's his face? Jay, Jay Larson. Larson. Yeah. Expect a stink bomb in the mail. <laughs> okay, so that was a good guess. Um, who else do we have here? Up next, we have our good friend, Little B, a.k.a. Benjamin in Oakville. Yeah. And Ben guest, is it Brian Callen? Who's that? <laughs> Brian Callen is also a comedian. Mm-hmm. He actually is in all the Hangover movies. He has small parts in those. Who is he in those? Uh, in The Hangover, he plays, uh, what, is it when they go to like the, the chapel when they get married, like that uh, Iranian guy or whatever? Yeah. He's actually American, he was just doing an accent, oh. but he's, he's been, he was on Mad TV, he was in Oz, he's like okay. a comedian actor. Okay, okay. And good guess because he does have a bit of a distinct voice, so maybe she was going off voice, or he was, sorry Ben, why did I call you a she? <laughs> so thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Next up, with a guess comes from uh, the popular and the fantastic Pops Malin, Ooh. who he got very close. Uh, well, obviously, people got the three people got yeah. it right, got it right. Yeah. But out of all the guesses that were wrong, he was the closest. Right. So he guessed Artie Lang. Oh, I do know that one. Yeah. So it was a good guess, A, because he's a comedian. B, he used to be on the Howard Stern radio show. Right. Because I said this comedian 
is affiliated. He has a radio show on Howard Stern's network. Oh. And uh, I also said he was uh, the comedian in name was a alcohol, former alcoholic drug <laughs> addict. Yeah. Artie Lang is a alcoholic drug addict. So my dad gave me all this description. Mm-hmm. And he's very nice. And he said, oh, by the way, John, if I'm the first one to get this right, you can give my T-shirt to someone else. I will give it to someone else who guesses an answer. Didn't he make those T-shirts? He did. So, so maybe he's just keeping one already for himself. Exactly. <laughs> so good guess. And then I talked to my dad later on the phone. He's like, oh, I really thought I had it with that one. Aww. But as a, a consolation prize, I'll give you Artie Lang's book to read when you come down to Ottawa or Toronto on Monday. Nice. And now we should get into the three people who actually Da-da-da. got it right. So it was very close. These people, they were all within a few hours of submission, like getting the answers in. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we're going to have to go with the first person who emailed me or tw- Facebooked, whatever, whoever, however they got it in. Right. And we'll do another contest. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, maybe whether it'll be, I'll give away a shirt or mm-hmm. uh, maybe pens or something like that. Mm-hmm. But thank you. <laughs> you just have to make some pens. Got to make some pens. I'll just scribble <laughs> live at 605 on them. Okay. So we're going to get in contact uh, with the winner, and yeah. we'll find out how to get him one of the shirts. So in third place comes our good friend Matt in Ottawa. Nice. So Matt, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for submitting. Mm-hmm. I, th- I had a feeling he would get it. That's because you guys share a brain. Yeah, we, we uh, both love the same TV shows and music, and uh, him and I used to rap together. So <laughs> he guessed the correct answer. Actually, no, let's go. Th- we'll say the correct answer last. So up next, number two, mm-hmm. second person who got it right comes from our other friend, Chris, in Ottawa. Ooh. And thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. You got the right answer. And thank you for always listening to the podcast. He likes to, he always tweets and Facebooks us. So we appreciate the love and support. Loving that. You were within, I think, about just under two hours after the first guy got in. So very close, very close. It's okay, Chris. I'm mm-hmm. still under two weeks. I'm still not knowing. Not knowing, exactly. <laughs> And then the big winner mm-hmm. of the first ever Live at 605 contest drum roll is... Goes, Wait, that's not a drum roll. No, it's like a triumphant <laughs> trumpet. Goes to our friend David in Winnipeg. What? So David the in Winnipeg, peg the Peg. Through. Peg is always showing us love. I think mm-hmm. most downloads are always in Toronto. Number two is always Winnipeg. So Whoa. I love love you guys in Winnipeg. And thank you, David, for emailing us in the proper answer, which is the comedian who says John Mallon at the start of the show is Greg Fitzsimmons. Ooh. Greg Fitzsimmons has... I have no idea who no, that is. <laughs> he has a podcast called Fitzdog Radio. Okay. He has a radio show on Howard Stern's Sirius 100 whatever. Mm-hmm. He's frequently a, uh, on the panel of Chelsea Lately. Right. And he's uh, done a lot of writing for uh, talk shows and stuff. So. All right. Right. He's really good. We played a clip of him answering one of my questions on his podcast last week, and he was nice enough to give me a shout-out. So mm-hmm. thank you, everyone, who wrote in and emailed and Facebooked and Twittered all your answers to us. For sure. We got a good um, a good bunch of people writing in, so maybe next time we'll crack 10-plus uh, people submitting answers. So, I think that's huge, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. So thank you, David. We'll uh, get in contact with you, and hopefully you can represent the Live 605 <laughs> Watch Your Dog t-shirt. In the peg. Okay, now before we get into part two of Bad Jobs, I just quickly want to get into the sponsorship this week. Go. So this week's episode of Live at 605 is sponsored by the Biatch at Shoppers. Oh. So I, 
I you just, always have bad shoppers experiences. Always have bad shoppers experiences. So I'll be honest. I was walking home from work the other day, and I was like, I just want some Mike and Ike. So <laughs> I'm just going to go to the closest shoppers I can find by our house and okay. buy a pack of Mike and Ikes. <laughs> uh, whilst I was in there, I'm like, if you know what? If they got some eggs in here, I'm going to buy some eggs because we can like I can regular make, eggs? Yeah, so I can make French toast. Oh. You did not, so clearly they did not have eggs. They did not. They had chocolate milk, which I almost went and grabbed. <laughs> almost but, the same thing. But what they did have, they had a pack of t- paper towels. Okay. Is that, that's right, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't, I, and so I was like, okay, I'll buy some Mike and Ike's and these paper towels. Mm-hmm. And so I go get in line. There's one girl in front of me. And then first of all, there was this weird old guy mm-hmm. who was walking up behind me to get in line too. And he just yells to the cashier, hey, how you doing today? <laughs> Good, how are you? I'm doing great today. That's so creepy. It was. I'm like, oh, this You always scared me. I always felt tea all <laughs> over my pants. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good, thanks. I was like, this motherfucker better not start talking to me in line because <laughs> you have a little dot on your tooth. Ew. It's gone now. It's my nail polish. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then anyway, so... I, uh, it's my turn to go pay, Mm -hmm. and the lady says to me, would you like a bag? Mm -hmm. I said yes, and she's like, well, your stuff won't fit in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) So it was an empty gesture. It was an empty gesture. I I don't know why, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. What did you say to her? I said, okay then. And then I felt bad, I was a bit of a bitch after that. I was just like... Did you say, why would you offer one then? No, but I didn't talk to her for the rest of the time, and... (laughs) For the next I'm sure one. she was thoroughly offended. Well, she's like, have a good day. And I just went, <laughs> <laughs> No, I won't have a good day. I went, Oof. <laughs> but I'm like, here's how this transaction should have gone. Go. Hi. Hello. Can I get a bag, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Your stuff's too big. Instead of, hey, would you like a bag? Sure. Your stuff doesn't fit in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> how old was this person? I don't know. Pushing 50. Aww. So, I mean, whatever. It just It's just a weird thing to say. <laughs> hey, do you want a bag? Sure. Your stuff doesn't fit in a bag. <laughs> I was like, what do you Maybe mean? Maybe she wanted for Ike and Ike's. Ike, Mike, Mike and, and Ike's? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. I'm like, well, what if I just want a bag for my Mike and Ike's? Yeah, like, throw my shits in there. So, you know what I had to do is I had to carry the big bag, big thing of paper towels, <laughs> and then I had to hold the Mike and Ike's in my other hand. <laughs> And I, I did First world problems. Oh, man. And I went ham on those Mike and Ikes that night. I ate them all. So. You know what's so funny? What's that? The first thing you said when you bought those Mike and Ikes is you came home. You're like, I was like, yo, why is the wrapper green? And you're like, oh, I bought the wrong ones. And yeah. then I was like, okay, should we throw them out? And you're like, fuck no. I would throw away, even if they're the wrong Mike and Ikes. Mike and Ikes are fantastic. <laughs> they're just a little bit different taste. It tastes like neon now or something like that. But of course. But of course. So, either way, that's the sponsorship for this week. Uh, my interaction with the lady at Shoppers. Okay. Hey, would you like a bag? Sure. Your stuff's not going to fit in a bag. <laughs> okay. So, should we? We got a lot to talk about this week. Should we talk about last night first, maybe? Or do you want to? Let's do jobs and then space it out with what happened last night. Okay. Beca- oh, you know what? We should because. I'll make my announce. We'll talk a job. Yeah. We'll intro your brother. Right. Make a big announcement, kind of because of your brother. Mm-hmm. And then, based on that announcement, is some is why we went out to hip hop karaoke last week. So right. we'll kind of figure all that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, who wants to go first for uh, part two of bad jobs? Who wants a job? Who needs a job? Fuck y'all! I got the job. It's actually um, working for a pretty big financial company. Um. 
Doesn't matter. Whatever. It's your podcast. It's basically our podcast now as I try to, hold on, adjust this mic stand a little bit. Um, Another little announcement is in early April, we're going to be on uh, the Tomboy Tarts podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. Uh, If you guys haven't heard them, check them out on iTunes or Podomatic. Do you know what the topic is? No, they're going to email us and let us know what they want to talk about. They do like really great episodes. They're out of Singapore. They're our friends there. And they always talk, whether it's pop culture or music, like stuff right up our alley. So we're excited to finally be able to get on their show. And then whatever Mm -hmm. we do on there, we'll just play it on this podcast as well. So shout out to the Tomboy Tarts out there. Okay. Um, I can finish my Canadian Tire Bad Experiences. Okay, yeah. So last Mm -hmm. week you talked about working in an old age home or a retirement home. Yep. Talked about stealing or taking pudding home for your Ice brother. Ice cream. <laughs> Ice cream. You fed pudding, too much pudding to a, a guy who lied about being diabetic. Yep. And then you worked at Crappy Tire. Yep. And you had some more Crappy Tire stories. Yeah, no. So I think it was just like, and this is why I'll never work in the service industry. Not just because I hate most people, but just because I think I said last week that some people have just so much gall when they come in and, like, how they treat, like, customer service workers or what they think they're entitled to. Yeah. So when I was working the customer service desk, this one, I think I've told you, this one person pissed me off so much. She comes in and she would just be like, um, I want to return this rice cooker. And then you, you go through the thing where it's like, do you have your receipt? Have you ever used it? You ask the typical questions. And there she's like, no, I've never used it. Here's my receipt. And I'm like, okay. So I just open the box to open the stuff just to make sure it's all in there properly because obviously we would re-put this into our inventory and try and resell it. Yeah. So I fully open it, and there is rice film over mm-hmm. the inside of it. Mm-hmm. Then there's, like, rice kernel things okay. at the bottom of it. Like, just not, a, not like, a whole thing of rice, but enough that she clearly cooked rice in this machine. Yeah. Right? And didn't clean it properly. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, lady. Uh, this... Um, rice cooker has been used she's like no it hasn't and i'm like i'm like bitch please well i'm like are you not looking at the exact same thing as me Mm. needless to say this went on for like 20 minutes this argument and she was just like so pissed off with me she's like i want to talk to your manager and i was like sure go ahead like Mm -hmm. i'm over this kind of thing it's like if you think you can get like 20 bucks whatever back just go and try but then it came to the point where we didn't refund her she was stormed off but i would have paid her the 30 bucks just to get the hell out of my face yeah and it was just like a string of those kinds of experiences at customer service and then like i remember seeing like guys try and like steal bikes and stuff like that like be like i'm returning this bike can you put this money back on my credit card i'm like dude you just went to the bike area and brought this right and so it's just crazy yeah, people be loco sometimes, totally. that kind of stuff. But yeah, I managed, well, I stayed at Canadian Tower for like four years. I remember in my high school yearbook, my brother, your family could write like messages to you on your graduation picture. Really? And Brandon wrote, I hope you're not working at Canadian Tire in the next, like, <laughs> after you graduate. And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of high school yearbooks and mm-hmm. stuff, guess what I found out, I realized... I went to high school with and was and was either in my grade or the one grade above me. Yeah. Charlene from this season of The Bachelor. Whoa. She was from Ottawa and I was like, this I'm like, oh, she's from Ottawa. Then I found out she's from Canada. Mm-hmm. Same age as me. And then I went and Googled Charlene from The Bachelor High School. Mm-hmm. And on my high school I went to Earl of March 
And under our alumni, they have Charlene from The Bachelor. Whoa. So I'm going to go, when we go back to Ottawa next weekend, mm-hmm. try and find one of my yearbooks and find out if she was in my grade or not. She's mm-hmm. in my grade, the grade above me, but. Did you guys have an opera singing class, lots of bitch class? <laughs> yeah, I know. In high school? Yeah, you know what sucked too was she just left last week's episode, and yes, I watched the show because I do the promos for it, but it's still a hilarious show. <laughs> but if she made it this, if she stayed one more week, she would have gone taken the bachelor back to her home to meet her parents. Aww. So I'm like, oh, they would have gone to Canada. That'd been hilarious. And I could, and he was saying too, he's like, oh, she definitely would have made it to the hometown because she left on her own. Yeah. So either way, that's Charlene. You look familiar now that I think about. It. I'm like, you do. I just don't. I don't think we ever talked because I was out of your league, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> probably not. She probably just gave everyone bitch eyes. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say she probably just gave everyone hand jobs. Yeah. No. <laughs> Next. Okay, I was going to ask you before I get into one of my bad jobs. Did you ever, for school, do like a, go to a take-your-kid-to-work day? Or did you ever have that where you had to go to someone's work for the day? Uh, Whether it was your parents or a friend's parents or something? I don't remember. I did once work with my dad, and I went to his job, and it was like thoroughly, like, it was interesting for him, but I, I think I was just bored. I'm like, well, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. Did you? Yeah, twice. It was like for two years or two times mm-hmm. uh, in two years. Why can't I speak? It's because my head's trying to get over the alcohol I was drinking last night. <laughs> I went with my dad two times, mm-hmm. which was cool. So I got to go on the road with him and, mm-hmm. and drive all around. It was just cool to see how he like interacted with people. Mm-hmm. So every time we went out, like we'd go to a different restaurant or a place where we had uh, to go. People were like, oh, Chris, how's it going? Like They were always uh-huh. so happy to see him. It's like, oh, this guy's a... Awesome. I was going to say this guy's a pimp, but he wouldn't like that. I just meant like he's cool, you know. I was like, oh, it's cool just to see like how everyone gets so excited and just... So yeah, I, I like doing that and then we, we always went to like McDonald's for lunch. Aww. That was my favorite part. The one good thing about going to the orthodontist, which I had to do a lot because I had braces, headgears, retainers, and elastics in my mouth, was it would always be around noon, uh-huh. lunchtime, and I always got McDonald's afterwards, so... Do you think that was counterproductive to getting your teeth checked out? Well, they weren't getting clean. They were just, the guys like, oh, do you wear your headgear for 15 hours? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Rewarded with McDonald's Rewarded for lies. For lies. I had, I know this is not about orthodontics for us, but this podcast, but I lied so much about, I didn't have headgear, but I would lie about wearing my retainer. So they ended up gluing it in my <laughs> mouth, which was like the worst. Because, you know, people take for granted when you feel the roof of your mouth. Right? When yeah. you can't and it's just like a straight sheet of plastic, that is disgusting. Well, I haven't felt the back of my teeth in a while because I have a, a wire on the back of it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we could do, at least I could do a whole podcast just based on like teeth and everything <laughs> I've had. Same. But, uh, okay, so how's about I get back, we get back into the bad job talk. Yeah. And I will tell one of my job stories, okay. and then we'll get into your brother, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, make a big announcement and everything. So when I last left off, I mm-hmm. uh, went back to school, second year college, mm-hmm. and the last jobs I had, I didn't work during the school year because I was in Toronto, mm-hmm. and you got people blowing up your phone, <laughs> texting. Oh, Miranda. Fan favorite Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to say, we almost... Did she tell you she want, we were almost going to do a podcast last night? No. She's like, this is because we were all, and again, we'll get into what we did last night more mm-hmm. in detail, mm-hmm. but we were all drinking out, mm-hmm. and she's like, the real thing we should do is if we last, like after the night's done, we should go back and do a podcast. Aww. 
I couldn't have. I was like done for the count. When yeah. we got home, I I ate some pizza and, and watched Jimmy Fallon and passed out. Mm-hmm. But it would that would have been crazy. That would have been probably the most chaotic because yeah. I know there's so much shit happening. I was definitely a little crazy last night, so it would have been interesting. It would have been like no holds bar. Just <laughs> it would have been Halloween style all over again. <laughs> so yeah, when I when I left off, the last three jobs I had was mm-hmm. working at Zeller's. Uh, working at a sprinkler installation company at uh, the home of the Ottawa Senators, the mm-hmm. Corral Center at the time, mm-hmm. and I also volunteered at Rogers Cable. Right. So I came back from school for the second uh, summer when I was done everything. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Zeller's and see if I can get back to being cart boy again. Mm-hmm. So I like the freedom of going outside and all this and that. For sure. Now, unfortunately, when I went back, they wanted me back because I was shit and everybody thought I was awesome. <laughs> and um, they're like, we definitely will take you back. The problem is we don't need a cart guy. Mm-hmm. We need someone in, not sales, but they're like, we need you to be, uh, we need you to sell, sell patio furniture. Amazing. Because, you know, you could either be a cashier, cart boy, work in the back, or like sell stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So like we're, for the summertime, because you're only here for the summer, we're going to locate you in the patio right. barbecue section and you're just going to sell stuff. Right. So I was like, okay, I guess so. I didn't really want to because, first of all, I didn't know anything about barbecues or patio furniture or, <laughs> yeah. or any of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to go back outside and just, like, push carts push and carts, stuff. Push carts, yeah. But I made friends with this one guy there who I forget what his name was, but he was a... Uh, he was really cool. He's actually got me into drinking Alexander Keys. I never drank it before. He's like, you ever drank Keys? I was like, no. He's like, it's good. I was okay. Like, okay. We can thank him for yesterday then. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It ended up being fun. Like, I kind of learned a little bit about patio furniture yeah. and stuff, but I sold a lot of things that summer. Amazing. And I, you and Dan want to open up a patio barn. Yeah, and when Dan worked at Loblaws, he used to sell the patio furniture there. Mm-hmm. But I do remember one time I got sassed by this lady. Like, I was pretty good. I guess you could say just, like, bullshit in what I was talking about. Because right. they'd be like, oh, tell me about this barbecue. I'd be like, well, it's got three knobs. <laughs> uh, it's steel. It's steel. It's got charcoal. You don't need propane. I, like, I didn't know yeah. shit. And for most of the time, I could just, like, answer, get my way through it. Yeah. People ask me questions. This one time in particular, I just remember every question the girl, the woman asked me. Mm-hmm. I got wrong and I didn't know. Uh-huh. And by Does she the, know the answers to it? No, but she's like, by like the fifth answer I got wrong, she's like, well, do you know anything about these barbecues? <sighs> no? Well, can you get someone who knows something what about a it? bitch. She's being like super mean to me. And I think yeah. when I got her like barbecue from the back, I kicked it or something like that. Oh. No, I didn't do that. Oh, really? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. And then when people weren't looking, I would just sit down like at the patio furniture and just like rest my legs pretty much. Most people did that kind of shit though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is why you can't have high school students selling real things. No. Right? No, definitely not. And I do remember a few times like when people bought uh, bought patio furniture, mm-hmm. I would go to the back area and like we'd have to get them down mm-hmm. from skids or whatever. And I just remember people, the guys back there taking the big boxes of chairs and just throwing them like Jeevers. 10 feet off of what, wherever yeah. they were. Like unsafe, just like wrecking all the stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I spent the summer... Doing that, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty good. It was all right. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other crazy stories. I just missed not being able to go outside and push carts and like walk around outside. Why don't you go take a part time job doing that? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be doing carryouts. <laughs> okay. In this kind of weather, I don't know why I feel like my forehead's sweating right now. <laughs> oh, really? Man. 
I feel high. I feel like I'm getting sick or something now. Uh-oh. But I just feel like I need a Red Bull. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, my face is, like, burning up right now. But I feel warm. Yeah, you're all sweaty. I am. Weird. Uh-oh. Oh, but I can't be sick for Ottawa next weekend. We're going to be going to see your Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. So should we talk to everyone? By the time this comes out... The Olympics will be over, mm-hmm. but we are about 12, almost, you know, 12 hours away from the gold medal hockey game. Right. Canada versus Sweden. Yeah. And now here's the thing. People, you can tweet me, Facebook me. Are you getting up to watch the 7 a.m. Sunday morning start time? Like, mm-hmm. we're so on the, like, on the fence about this whole thing, because the beauty thing is that we have is a PVR. Initially, we were just going to PVR the game, sleep in until 10 or 11, then watch, watch it then. But we have a bunch of people who want to go out to, like, actual bars at 7 in the morning and watch the game. See, now I'm wondering if it's the experience, right? Yeah. So it's like, do we just suck it up and go and just sleep in the bar? Yeah. Well, if I do, I'm just going to, like, wear... I'm not going to shower. I'm just going to wear sweatpants or something, put a hat on. But we're excited because our two favorite teams, obviously Canada and Team Sweden. Sweden. And I don't know, the... This is my question. Go. People, obviously, we obviously we want Canada to win, but I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to be mad if Sweden wins. No. That's I, why we're in a win-win situation. Yeah, I actually like Team Sweden's players more than I like Canada's players. Totally. Carlson, Alfredson, Lundqvist, Zetterberg, mm-hmm. like, all these really good guys, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I'm conflicted, but I've also been having, or uh, what you'll call it, on the reciprocal end of a backlash at work when I talk about I like Sweden and I yeah. prefer Sweden. So, yeah, I'm going to keep my comments in my face. What do you predict the game? Let's see if we get this right. Who do you think is going to win and what do you think the score is going to be? Okay, so here's my thing. I feel like Sweden overall has been playing better and yeah. like Lundqvist has had to perform more than Carey Price. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just like the U.S. was playing really shitty. Yeah. But I definitely... I think and I hope it's going to be a close game. Yeah, what do you think the score is going to be? Like 2-1. 4. I'm, uh, it doesn't matter. You can you can want Canada win, say uh, Sweden's going to win. Think yeah. Win. Here's my prediction is I think it's going to be I'm changing my mind. I, I said I was going I said I was going to say I thought it was going to be Sweden 3-2 over Canada. Mm-hmm. I think Canada's going to win 3-2. Okay. So, that's my prediction. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Sweden. Sweden, okay. I <laughs> Sweden like that. 2-1. Perfect. Done. Okay, let's get back into the jobs, mm-hmm. and let's take a break from you and I talking. Oh, okay. And let's talk about your brother for a second. Yes. So, we've had your one brother on the podcast, Carl. Yep. And that was fun. We talked about bad roommates. <laughs> yeah. Him and uh, his fantastic wife, Beth. Mm-hmm. They had some crazy, crazy experiences with bad roommates. Right. They're talking about, like... Uh, getting stranded on boats because roommates don't like certain people. Talking yeah. about one had a snake, snakes, prostitutes, Living hookers, strippers, yeah. cupboards, yeah, all this kind of stuff. So that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Now your other brother, your middle brother, yeah. So he, Brandon Gomez, we'll give him a shout out right now, right? Yes. He actually used to have his own talk radio podcast show, right? And it was really funny. I think he did about 10 episodes. What was it called? Again? It was called What This? <laughs> yeah. So we'll give out, there's a few things, a few ways you can find him. Your brother, as with you and your other brother and your whole family, is really talented. He's a, like an amazing musician, mm. plays a lot of the bars downtown here mm. in, in Oakville and everything. So 
it was really cool. Last weekend, we went over to your brother's place, and all you guys were jamming together. Yeah, that was actually, like, a really nice experience. Like, I don't think the four of us have jammed together in so long. Yeah. So it was just nice for, like, almost, like, half an hour or a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. It felt like there's... We were playing, like, all these different songs. I got to bring the violin down and actually play, like, against real music, not, like, conservatory-esque music, like, solo stuff. So that was fun because then um, it's just nice because I don't feel like we've had that in a while. No, it was really good. Mm -hmm. So he had his podcast, What This, and he did a whole episode dedicated to, like, all his weird, crazy, bad jobs. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had a few, as you've heard, and I got one more I'm going to tell you about afterwards. but. I just re-listened to his episode, and I think he had, like, 10 to 12 to 15 crazy jobs. Yeah, so, okay, so for those of you guys, obviously, who don't know my brother, um, Brennan is a very talented, very eclectic type of person, and he took also a year off um, from university, and so he ended up going to Western University in London, then took a year off and actually went to a music program at Fanshawe College, which was way more suited uh-huh. for him. But between high school, university, <laughs> the year off, um, and then going back to Fanshawe, he's had a string of jobs because there was no way in hell my parents would ever let him do nothing in that year off. Kind of like your parents. Yeah, for sure. Right? And so... It, it was a very miserable experience for the rest of us because I don't think Brandon wanted to be doing any of those jobs. No. <laughs> so let's give him a couple shout-outs. If you want, you guys can follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's at Brandon Gomez underscore. So B-R-E-N-D-O-N-G-O-M-E-Z underscore. Mm-hmm. And then go to his website. Again, it's www.brandongomez.com. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can see he has songs up there. Mm-hmm. I think he has a blog. You can, he has a couple episodes of his podcast up there. So check him out. They're really funny. It's called What This. And uh, they're really hilarious. So I think we're going to play maybe two sections of his podcast right now to get into. Cool. And the first one... Uh, is where he when he worked at Price Club. Oh God! Do you yeah. remember this era? Of oh him? yeah. Price Club, I guess, is like a Costco yeah. type thing, and uh, yeah, he he talks about working with a guy with crazy cross eyes. Mm-hmm. He talks about a guy who pronounced his name Brandon or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. So what? Do oh, you, we should also point out that you wanted to physically have Brandon on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but just by nature of him. Um, now having a new son and like just gigging working and and, and just like the commute and stuff it's been a little hard so we thought this was a happy medium to get him because you initially wanted to do bad jobs with him yeah and go neck for neck for sure so hopefully we can get him on another episode sometime Mm -hmm. in the future and he maybe we'll talk about some of his other episodes where he he's been to some cool concerts Mm -hmm. and he he maybe talk about all the bands he's been in and stuff so totally let's get into a clip from Wadis and uh, let's take it away from your brother why not work at Price Club? Now, Price Club was uh, Costco before, uh, or Costco was Price Club in the past. And I was thinking to myself, okay, you know, great place to work. This place is close to home. I could even go to the bar, which is very close to it, and then go to the, go to club, to work right after, which is fantastic. The hours were really strange. Started off at like 5 a.m. and finished at 10 a.m. And my job was basically to be a stock boy. So the job would be you show up and you get a little uh, scraped knife. You get all these kind of uh, big skids of product. You know, at Costco, they're huge, like huge bags of Cheerios or boxes of Cheerios. And 
you know, big bottles of syrup and stuff like that. And you would stock them and you would work with a forklift uh, operator. So it was really interesting basically going there in the mornings. So I would drive down the street called Dundas and I'd drive for like, you know, probably 10 minutes at about 120 miles per hour. And no one was on the road, you know, and, and it was the dead of winter. I think I remember Michael Hutchins in the announcing his death on the way to work that one day. It was like December 97 or something like that. And I would pull into the back and I distinctly remember this. I would knock on the door and this guy would open it. And he was cross-eyed. So if we could all cross our, cross-eyed our eyes right now. And he had a mustache. And he had red hair. I'd never seen anyone cross their eyes with red hair and a mustache. And his hair was kind of very 70s-like and furry-looking, you know. And he would just say, hey, bud, how's it going, you know. And I'd be like, oh, fine, man. You know, I forgot his name. But he always was working in the stocking of the eggs department. So he always had these cartons of eggs in his hand as he opened the door. I can never understand why, because there was no eggs around him. But he would just be holding these these cartons of eggs, you know. And Costco eggs were big, you know. So I'd walk in there and say hi to everybody there. And uh, they, were, they were pirates. There were a lot of pirates there. Guys who'd be kind of like screaming and acting nuts and talking like our mighty, you know, jump off the plank today, you know, all that type of stuff. And, uh, there's this one guy, Giovanni, I remember, and he wouldn't call me Brendan. He would call me Brandon. And, uh, I guess at that time I was in a McDonald's kick or something like that. And he would always say, Oh, Brandon, bring in the McDonald's. eh?" And, uh, I'd be like, yeah, you know, McDonald's. Right. And he would say McDonald's. It's really strange guys, you know, and even stranger was, you know, you go to the bathroom there in the morning and stuff like that. And people will just kind of like taking hours in the bathroom doing God knows what, were they sleeping in there or something? I just remember seeing legs underneath stalls and for like hours, people were like, what the hell's going on in there? You know, it's just weird. So I'd work there. And then by the time it reached 10 AM, that's when everything would open up and the doors and all the people would come. And what I learned about that job was basically that, uh, you know, these people love the night. They love the early morning. And then when they're like vampires, you know, and then when the day starts, they kind of just go back into the world. And strange enough is the fact that uh, I worked there, you know, more than 10 years ago. And I went to Costco, you know, with my wife about two weeks ago, and I still saw one of the guys there. His name was Romeo. He was a guy who was in the bathroom all the time. He's still working there. You know, how do these guys not get fired? So uh, it's amazing to, to think back on that particular job. But the, the best part about it was the fact that we knew the doorman there, Abdul. He was also a bouncer at the bar right beside the place, right beside the Costco price club. So you'd go to the bar. And then basically you stay there till close, which is two o'clock, sleep in your car for about another two hours, and then you'd be at work right there. Yeah, of course you smelt, but you know, you'd be with a bunch of guys so who smelt worse than you. So that's pretty much okay. 
pretty crazy what just, <laughs> that, that whole job story. The weird thing is, is that I still remember Brandon coming home after shifts from there and just being like so irritated and then like going hibernate in our basement for really? like hours. Yeah, he was like irate for like a solid four years, <laughs> it felt like. Understandable some from those, some of those stories. So, okay, first, I uh, okay, so we're going to make an announcement. But before we make this announcement, let's get some more uh, dramatic pause. Mm-hmm. Let's have you update us on your violin lessons. Ooh. So. I th- uh, it's been good. It's been challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like I've made some progress. Of course you have. So I guess I should showcase that. Yeah, what songs do you want to play for us today? This one is called, I think I did Butterflies previous, like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. This one is called Long, Long Ago. And how many lessons have we done with you so far? This coming up will be my sixth one. Sixth one, wow. No, seven. Seven. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, let's get into Long, Long Ago. Yes. And let's see your progression of the violin. That violin hits like a kick to the chin. You know she's in it to wick a wick a wick a That is in Russian. That looks like Bleacher Thick, <laughs> Robin Thick's brother, or something like that. Very nice. Yeah. We like that. That's been another great week of progression, and uh, I think it sounds better and better each day. So, trying. Uh, by the uh, end of the season, we'll have to do a concert with you or something. <laughs> that violin hits like a kick to the chin. You know she's in it to wick a wick a very good. That was awesome. <laughs> that sounded fantastic. Thank you. I like it. It's so weird, though, because I feel like when people are like, play the violin, I think they expect it to sound like something really good. It does sound really no, good. No, 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 But, like, you know, it'd be like, yeah. like, crazy orchestra styles. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just a beginner. Just a beginner. But you were jamming with your brothers on violin last week. What songs were you guys playing again? Oh, like Bob Cajun, Bob Cajun yeah. Long December. We did a bunch of uh, U2 songs, and we tried to do These Eyes together. These eyes, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. See, stuff these like that's eyes, more dun. fun, because it's recognizable with everybody. I should cry every night <laughs> for you. <laughs> so I think we've uh, waited long enough. Are we not doing any more of our jobs? We are. Oh, okay. But let's, don't you want to get into what we did last night? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's get into that, and then... We'll get into the more of our jobs afterwards. Okay. You want, is that, unless you want to do another job. Do you have more jobs you want to talk about? Yeah. 
All right, you give us a job, then we'll get into the announcement. <laughs> so I have, I'll just do like a bunch, I'll just like cliff note them all. No, I'll get, we got nothing but time today. So literally, um, then I got into university, and I knew I wanted to move away to England, so this is where I ended up having to take a bunch of jobs. Um, so I was like a mentor in my third year at Ryerson, which was kind of weird because it was a crossover between being like a guidance counselor and like sending people abroad and researching their trips and stuff, which was super fun. Um, but yeah, that paid amazingly well for oh, like yeah? the three hours of bullshit work I did because I just spent most of my time talking to people on Messenger yeah. and then like researching like Hong Kong and Sydney, Australia <laughs> and stuff and just telling people to follow their dreams. So it was like crazy good. One of the other craziest jobs I had, and I don't know if you remember this infomercial with these people who you could cut things with knives, and it was like, you can cut this boot in half with this knife. Yeah, yeah. You could cut this penny in half. For sure. So I went, because that job would pay amazingly well, right? And I saw a posting for it. So the offices were also up in Rosedale area, and so I went to the actual um, watching orientation session. So I got the past, like, the stuff, and I got, they hired me, went to the orientation session, and they showed you, like, how to do the tutorials of cutting the boot, cool. cutting the thing, and then what they didn't write in um, the actual posting was that you would be a door-to-door salesperson selling these knives, okay. and that the company takes, like, 89% of the commission when you sell them, and so I'm like, uh, I don't really want to sell knives. I did it for one day, and I was horrible, and I was like, I quit. <laughs> So um, well, that perfectly segues into my last bad cool. job story I want to talk about. I also had to go door to door, and I also <laughs> went door to door for one day. Yeah. And okay, so the last summer before I graduated mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. I came back home and I was like, you know what? I'm done with Zellers. I've done everything I could do there. I've moved up the ladder. I've mm-hmm. sold stuff. I carried out stuff. I found carts. I was like. You know what? I think this summer I'm just going to like take it easy and then cuz like I said, I got the whole rest of my life to work. So right. now I'm still looking for jobs, mm-hmm. but I couldn't quite find anything. Like I didn't want to go back to Zellers. You know where I wanted to work was at DHL. What's that? That is like a FedEx company. Why? Because Matt worked there and okay. he worked in like the warehouse, so he would just like sort packages and oh. stuff. And he would get paid really well, like for minimum wage. I think he was getting like 10 to $11. That's crazy. Oh, and before I forget, we talked to my dad on the phone the other day, and I was complaining last week that I got paid minimum wage six forty when I for my first job at Sobeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, Pops and Alan, told us how much he got paid for his first job. How much? Do you remember? 75 cents. Lower. What? I think he said 45 cents. I thought I was just being sarcastic. No, I believe it. Back in when, when he was a kid in like 1972 probably or something. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. So I mean, I, we complain, but yeah. it was always worse for someone else mm-hmm. at a different time period. So. Well, it's even crazier. Like I remember looking at my brother's tuition reports, like Carl's, and it was like tuition for Carl for university back in like the 90s, I guess, was like $2,000 for four years or something. Holy shit. And I'm like, Jesus. So... Yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, so my mom, awesome mom, she, uh, when I was looking for jobs, was just looking in, like, the newspaper, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, John, I came across something that you might want to be interested what? in. And I forget what the company was called. I think it was a scam company, but it was basically <laughs> going door-to-door and asking people if you can spray their driveways with, like, <laughs> I don't even know what it was for. Like, like tar? You, 
Yeah, like he had, yeah, you tarred up a driveway pretty much. Okay. So hold on, I'm gonna go back in the story, but we just got a text message from our friend Maddie, who's on Party Podcast fame. Yeah. And she just texted us a picture of her with crazy bread and Little Caesar's hot and ready oh. pizza. And I am very jealous right now. So <laughs> I just texted her and said our friendship is over. Oh no. Secretly, you're like, how do I just get over there? Yeah, I was going to be like, I will give you uh, David's Watch Your Dog t-shirt <laughs> for that pizza. That's how I work. Okay, so this company, you go, you spray driveways. Okay. Basically, the thing was you're supposed to show up to like an orientation day. Okay. They tell you what it's about, and then you give them your phone number and tell them your availability. They call you when they need you. Right. So That's probably like a sealer. Sure. There was no seals involved, though. Though, I, that's that a, a bad, bad joke. joke, I know. <laughs> so I remember for whatever reason, Jen, my sister, drove me to like the orientation day. I don't know why I couldn't just drive myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think probably both uh, mom and dad were working. So I think Jen drove me in her car. That's right. probably why. So I went there and she waited outside. And it was like in like a weird warehouse or something. How old was Jen when she had her own car? She had her own car for a while. If I was nine. No, I was probably 21. Yeah. So she's, what, 25? Yeah. She had a car for a while. Really? Like, like I said, she made that uh, Party Mart money. That's crazy. Like, they paid much better at Party Mart than they did at Zeller's. So she Jesus. was making that paper. Okay. So she drove me, and I walk into this warehouse, and it's full of, like, young kids, like, 17, like, 19-year-old kids like me, a bunch of, like, old, fat slobs, people who just looked like serial killers. Mm-hmm. And basically, it was, like, five or six people being like, so, this is the greatest job ever. You go door to door and you make all this money. You know, you can, you spray someone's driveway, cost them 80 bucks, you get to keep $50 of that. All this kind of stuff. That's so amazing. It wasn't like an hourly rate. No. It sounded amazing. You're like, oh my God, I can make, yeah. like, this is our top salesman. He makes, you know, $500 a day, whatever it is. That sounds glorious. And I was like, this is fantastic. So, I was like, okay, I guess I can do this. Mm-hmm. They're like, if it rains, you don't work. You only work on beautiful sunny days. You spend your time outside. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll do this. It don't, it's not really too much customer service. She's got, I don't want to go knocking door to door, but fine, whatever. Okay. And they're like, what we do is we pair you up with someone who's done it before, and it's a tag team. You go out there, it's the two of you. You give you a straight, <laughs> and you figure it out. So I was like, all right, I'll do this. So I signed up. I gave them, like, my number, and they call you when, when they need you, when you're available. Like, if you're only available Mondays. Tuesdays and Fridays. Right. They'll call you those days if they if they need you. Okay. So I remember I kept getting calls being like, okay, come work Wednesday. I would go, but it would rain. I would show up, and no one would be there. So I'd be like, okay. And it was like a, it was like a 30-minute drive to get to this place, like That's the warehouse. That's crazy. So you drive to the warehouse, and then they pick you up and tell you where you're going for the day. Right. So a bunch of times, it just ended up getting canceled because like the days were rainy. Mm-hmm. So I remember one day, I was going to go hang out with my friend uh, Matt and one of his friends, and... I was supposed to work the next day, and like the day's supposed to start like seven in the morning or something. Cause mm-hmm. You're supposed to go bright and early, get there. They team you up, send you down the street, and you go door to door for the whole day. And I was like, oh, I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow. I'm like, I kind of want to get drunk tonight, so <laughs> I'm like, I'm just gonna risk drinking. I'm like, I'm sure my day will be canceled tomorrow. Yeah. So I hang out with them, get drunk, go home, and I wake up at like six in the morning, hungover as balls, yeah. being like, oh, Christ, it's not raining. I gotta go show up. So I drive to this place, and they are open, and it's just like, okay, we need you to work today. I was like, god damn it, I'm so hungover. (laughs) 
So they team me up with this guy, and they're supposed to team me up with someone who's done it a bunch of times to like show you the ropes. Mm-hmm. So I get this guy, he's probably about my age too, and I'm like, oh, so you've done this a few times? He's like, no, this is only my second time. What? So I was like, Jesus, uh-huh. this is crazy. So they pick us up, they drive us to a look, like I didn't even drive my car to, like I left it at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Someone in a van drove me and this dude to like, they're like, this is your street, go knock on every door, we'll pick you up at like 5.30 or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like 8 in the morning we're starting. Right. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's a long day outside. So... Basically, it's us going door to door being like, hi, we work for so-and-so company. Would you like your driveway mm-hmm. spayed or neutered or whatever the saying <laughs> yeah. was? And everybody said no. Yeah. And I just remember, like, going up to doors and just, like, a lot of freaks come to the door and, like, in their robes or, like, Ew. underwear. Like, all this weird Ew. stuff. I'm like, okay, this is so weird. Yeah. I don't really want to be doing this. So, for the nine hours we were out there, guess how many driveways we sprayed? Two. One. <laughs> and it was really weird. Like, I didn't even know what we were doing. Like, we had weird chemicals, and we mm. had a spray kit. We had a, I'm like, I, and who in their right mind would let two, like, we looked like we were 15 years old. Yeah. Be like, yeah, you can tamper with my driveway and spray it and shit like that. Probably just to seal it. So it probably wouldn't ruin, ruin, hopefully. Yeah. So, and I think we only made, like, let's just say $80 for that. Is it 80 split between two of you? So, yeah, it's 80 split between two of us plus the commission that the people get. So you only got like 10 bucks probably from that. Yeah, and the thing is we're not supposed to keep that. They give us 80 bucks. We get a receipt. We have to give it to the people who right. we work for. And then we don't even get to like say I made 10 bucks. They didn't give it to me at the end of the day. I had to come back. Like I was supposed to come back on payday to get my money. That's the worst. It gets worse. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then after we did that one, it was like maybe noon. Mm-hmm. And we're like, God damn, we still have like four or five hours left to go. Right. The guy's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Ugh. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore either. Mm-hmm. So for like the next three hours, we just sat down on like some grass, like next mm-hmm. to someone's house. And we just like chilled for like three hours. Right. And you know what? Come to think of it, I don't even think we had lunch or anything. I don't even know what we did for food. That's crazy. So, like, the next three hours, we're just sitting there, we're just talking, I'm like, I don't know what we talked about, I never met this guy before, <laughs> but he was a pretty nice guy. Clearly, if you're going to spend the next three hours with him. And the guy's like, oh, he's like, I hate this job. I was like, me too. <laughs> and then, I, all of a sudden, I just dropped the paper off my sheet. <laughs> all of a sudden, at, let's just say it's like 3.30 in the afternoon, it just starts, like, pouring rain. Boo. And so we called the company, like, oh, what do we do? Because we didn't have umbrellas, we didn't have yeah. a car. They're like, oh, we'll pick you up later. <laughs> So we're just standing outside in the rain. Yeah. It's pouring on us. Like I said, we're standing next to someone's house. So this dude walks out who's living in the house that we're, like, standing on his grass. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, boys, do you want to, like, hang out in my driveway or, like, in my garage? Okay. So we're like, uh, sure, because we don't want to, like, get too wet or anything. Yeah. So, hold on, I got to blow my nose. Uh, so we're waiting inside his garage. We're Did just you got to st- get a tissue? No, I just had to clear my throat. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know why I said blow my nose. Okay. I actually didn't have to blow anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, well, do you want to just come inside my house and hang out? Mm-hmm. So we're like, uh, I know I'm not supposed to go in like, strangers' houses, but I'm like, I, sure, why not? Yeah. He's like, come inside. He's like, do you want a, a beer or something? I was like, uh. <laughs> Isn't this like a PSA moment? Like, don't go into the doors of strangers? Yeah, I was like, I don't mean. You could have killed you. I know. Uh, come to think about it, yeah, now I probably shouldn't have. It wasn't just me, it was me and this other dude who I had never met Maybe before. Maybe it was a ploy. Maybe, yeah. It could Maybe have been like two guys who wanted to kill me. Mm-hmm. Damn, why? Uh, that's crazy. 
So either way, we went in there. I didn't have a beer. I just had like a Pepsi or something. And mm-hmm. then like the rain finally stopped. But we were in this guy's house for like an hour just like hanging out. I'm like, what am I getting myself into? What do you guys talk about? I have no idea. That's so weird. I'm sure we just talked about school and like mm-hmm. what we wanted to do with our lives and stuff like that. But it was just really weird like being with all these people I didn't know in the house and all this shit. And was it a nice house though? Uh, a bit of a shit brick of a house. <laughs> And then finally it stopped raining, so we just went back outside and just, like, sat on the grass again and just waited, like, another two hours. Right. Till finally we got picked up, mm-hmm. driven back to the warehouse, mm-hmm. and we had to give them our receipt. We're like, oh, we only got one house today. And they're right. like, okay, come back in two weeks and you'll get paid for this. Mm-hmm. I never ended up working there again because I was like, fuck this. This is crazy. I don't like spraying it. I don't like going door to door. Every time I went back, they never had money for me. So right. I essentially spent like a 10, 11, maybe it was even like an 11-hour day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for it. I could have got killed in this guy's house. It poured rain on me. I maybe got like toxic fume poisoning from spraying stuff. I don't even know if I had like a mask or anything. Like who knows what we were doing that That's day. That's crazy. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the summer. Mm-hmm. Watch some Entourage. Maybe go see snakes on a plane. Maybe have a few drinks at O'Connor's, and then after that, I had my last year of school, and then I've been working ever since. Nice. So that was, like, the last of my crazy, crazy jobs. Mm-hmm. That one was definitely the craziest, because I think it was, like, a sweatshop, pretty much, <laughs> that we were working in. I think everybody has to experience that kind of labor once. Mm-hmm. So let's get into, how about another bad job from your brother? Okay. So from what I remember, this is... One of the jobs he got fired at. Which one? Uh, the one where he dropped something on somebody. <laughs> so let's get into that. The best was from that scenario was him coming back and telling my parents. Okay, let's let no. your brother tell the story. Yeah. Then you tell me the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So again, this is your brother. I just burped. Yeah. Your brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, his fantastic podcast, What Is. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a listen. Let's hear about him getting fired from one of his jobs. Gotcha. Starting off in 1998, I uh, got a job at Maxi and Company. Now, have you guys heard of Maxi and Company? Show of hands. Okay, so there's four people out there who have heard about it. Basically, it is the poor man's uh, Costco. It was basically a company that started and finished up in about four or five months. And during this time, um, I remember the song uh, Brick by Ben Foles 5 being played every time I went to work there. I guess it was a song at the moment or something like that. But um, I was recording this album. I needed money for college the next year. And I just needed a job at the time. And thought to myself, okay, this is it. Gotta be it. And it was a job in produce, and I hated taking it, but I had bills. I had studio bills I needed to pay and thought to myself, okay, you just do this for a couple months, and that's it. You know, and Don't even tell anyone about it. And it would be going back to produce. Now, the last time I went to produce was back at Michelangelo's, and that was the Italian mafia grocery store. So this experience was really weird because, number one, all my friends were at university. And I was still kind of at home doing this. At the same time, too, it was the dead of winter, I remember. In fact, actually, it was probably around March, April, but we just had a really bad winter, I think, in 98 or something like that. And uh, the job was basically you work in produce, 
You just make sure everything's stocked and everything's fresh. You bring skids out of different fruits and vegetables and all that crap, and you stock them. So I did that, you know, no problems with that. But I really just hated the people and I hated the culture there, you know, even though it was not temporary. It was just like, you know, what the frig am I doing here? And I've told the story a million times, but, you know, for you, all of you, I'll once again tell it because maybe you don't know it. But uh, I did get fired from this job. This job definitely was probably the best firing ever. I One Saturday morning, I had to bring out a skid of oranges. And anyone will tell you, if it's a Saturday morning at 6 a.m. grocery store, you're going to have old people there. You're going to have senior citizens there. They get up so early and they do their shopping early that it's like it's inevitable well anyhow i think it was tangerine or orange season or some crap like that brought out the skid of oranges and uh skid meaning about probably a couple thousand oranges and uh on a pump truck and wheeled it out wheeled it out right into the floor next to the stocking there must have been at least 10 senior citizens there just picking out the oranges. And one of the things about pump trucks is the fact that you have to press the button to let it go and drop. And I was just like, oh, okay, there's all these people taking the oranges here, you know, and they're not moving back, and I have to drop this pump truck. So I told them, people, please move back, move back. And, you know, you think they're going to move back. Some of them listen, the ones with the hearing aids, but the ones who didn't have the hearing aids on probably didn't. And I dropped it thinking great you know i dropped the pump truck down can now stock the oranges but what ended up happening was basically dropped the pump truck down and then i looked at this woman who was just kind of across from me and noticed that her toe was underneath the pump truck she didn't move fast enough so i saw her toe under this huge huge crate of oranges and i freaked out Kind of, but I was also laughing too. It's like, serves you right, you know? And um, I lifted up the pump truck and I remember looking at her face and, you know, anyone will tell you with pain, it starts from your toe and then moves to your brain. So the pain takes a couple minutes to actually register. And once it registered, she started screaming top of her lungs. And you never want to hear an old person yell and scream, you know, because it sounds worse than somebody who's in their 20s screaming, I think. So what do you do, you know? And she's looking at her toe. I'm looking at her toe. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to run and massage her toe. So I ran to her toe and started massaging it. Worst thing I could have ever done because when I put pre- applied pressure to her toe, she started screaming even more. So that wasn't best, I think. And then it was, looked really strange. You know, here's a produce guy, you know, in uniform, you know, massaging some old woman's toe. It's fantastic. And um, from there, all I heard was all these whispers about, oh my God, you see what Brendan did? You see what Brendan did? Oh my God. And then finally, end of the day, my boss, the manager, whoever, or produce, or whatever, called me into his office, which happened to be a freezer filled with meat hooks. He, believe it or not, he had an office in a freezer, and there was dead cow meat hooks around him, and a desk, and a calculator. And he sat down at his desk. He's like, Brendan, take a seat. And I'm like, I'd rather stand. He's like, ah, take a seat. So I took a seat. And he's like shaking his head. He's like, you know what? I don't think this is really going to work out. And I said, you know what? You're right. You're so right. 
and I gave in my apron and said, good riddance, amazing. And I remember leaving there thinking, oh my God, thank God I'm out of there. It was like hell on earth. And I distinctly remember driving back home in the snowstorm from that job. And once again, I'm hearing Ben Foles 5 on the radio. The song was just carrying me at that time. It was weird. So that was Maxine Company. That was the worst firing ever, but probably the best firing ever because that was a real crap one job. That was crazy. So what happened after the aftermath of, of him dropping his kid on an old person? I think it was like me and Carl. Like Carl was at university still, like in Vic, but we just... I just remember being like, we burst out laughing, and then my parents were like, what? How could you get fired? How did you do that? How can you be so careless? But you can see, like, my mom, like, laughing in the meantime kind of thing and trying to take it so seriously because my dad was so serious about it. Okay. Friends like, right on. She shouldn't have been fucking standing there <laughs> for <laughs> So, like, it's just funny. <laughs> I liked one of the other things... I, I didn't play this clip, but your brother was... I think he was working in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. He said there's this guy who would just go around barking all the time. And Lansing, I think. Lansing, I think that's where yeah. I used to be like, I don't know, like, roof, roof, roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, your brother had some crazy... This is just a small sample, so you guys got to yeah. check out the What This podcast. It's really funny. And I, I really definitely want your brother to start doing them again. I know he's, like, super busy with <laughs> with work and baby and gigs and all this stuff. Yeah. But this was – they were definitely one of my favorite podcasts. It was so this. funny. So should we get into now maybe the big announcement that we're mm-hmm. going to make? So, again, this podcast came out because your brother, Brandon, needs to do – his podcast, What This, and he did the job podcast. I'm like, oh, I had crazy jobs. I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He was also listening – well, I guess we gotta give more backstory yeah. first. So over the so since last year, mm-hmm. uh, actually your other family member Beth, <laughs> yeah, who again was on Bad Roommates episode, right? She knew or knows that I like writing a lot, and I did of course Second City. I wrote a main stage show. I just I love writing. It's one of my passions to do. Mm-hmm. And she also knows that one of my dream jobs would be to be a late night writer on a show like Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or right. Conan O'Brien or something. So she was looking through Second City courses, and she saw one in L.A. for called Writing for Late Night Television, yeah. where you learn and deal and you figure out, and they teach you how to write for a late night mm-hmm. show. They teach you how to write monologue jokes, right. how to uh, come up with bits and sketches. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I'm going to look into this when we get home. I think it was on your birthday last year. Yeah, it was crazy. It. Went home, looked it up, really interested in it. But the course uh, wasn't being offered because the teacher was actually too busy working on, I think it was Conan O'Brien at the time. Right. So I got put on the waiting list to be told when the show would come back on, Mm -hmm. or the class would come back on, and cut to January of 2014, or maybe even December 2013. Yeah, it was like right at the end of December. When I got a call from L.A. being like, oh, the course is being offered again. It starts in January. Yeah, so it's seven weeks. Seven weeks. And at the time, it was two. It was like a week away from starting. I'm like, right. I can't, can't do this. But it turned out it was being offered again in March, early March, like March 3rd or something. Right. So over the last month, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do this course. I signed up for it. Yeah. Told my bosses, seven-week course. Yeah. They were going to give me permission to be able to leave work for seven weeks. Yeah. It's also just been, like, crazy past couple of months anyway that I feel like even when we have downtime, we would be spending time, like, looking into this 
like really thoroughly like at work you know yeah. planning like how to tell your bosses because yeah. it's like it's a pretty big like is it a leave of absence is it like all your vacation we need mm. to find a house we need like all these things yeah so once i realized i could get the time off of work mm-hmm. that's when we got started seriously looking i'm like okay let's look at apartments mm-hmm. do i look in with roommates do i look in getting a one bedroom yeah uh, just so happens our friend Ferris, who was on Party Podcast fame, lives in L.A. now. Right. And she was also looking for possibly rooming with me for a couple months. Mm-hmm. My dad was looking at places. My dad's co-workers were looking for places. My dad, who has work, or, you know, co-workers in L.A. were work- looking for places for me. We actually found, like, really cool ones, like... Everybody's been super supportive, but yeah. I think it was on Airbnb. Yeah. I say this to everyone. I was like, we found one of the ones up in Laurel Canyon was Jim Morrison's old house. His was last like, house he lived in before he died in, in the U.S. In the U.S. So yeah. before he went to Paris, um, what you would call it, was in Laurel Canyon. It was being uh, subletted. And it was fully furnished and everything. It was so badass. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to take this house just because it's his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we complain sometimes about how expensive rent is here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. One bedrooms, and I was looking in West Hollywood because that's where my course was. Because I didn't want to, I know you have to drive everywhere, so I want to be within walking distance. Right. One bedrooms in West Hollywood were going for mm-hmm. $2,000 easily. Yeah. A lot of them were going for twenty five to 3000 Yeah. If I was looking to room with two or three guys, so one room in, like, say, a three-bedroom house, mm-hmm. $1,500. See, okay, here's where you're, you and I are different. I don't think it was that expensive because they were all furnished. Yeah, no, they were furnished, which yeah. is fine. But when you just tag on the fact that there's rent here, which I know you were going to be like, oh, I can just take care of rent here. Yeah. There was also the fact that there's still bills. There's still, like, mm-hmm. I'm living there. Yeah. It was just... Uh, along with the flight like I was looking at mm-hmm. a lot of my, like thousands of thousands of dollars for two months which is well worth it like for what I, the opportunity I was going to get down there I think that's exactly the last part of that sentence is right it's just the opportunities and like the experience right that's mm-hmm. what you would be paying for and I mean if you cumulatively added how much money I've spent in the past two years on school it's over 10,000 yeah right and I'm still living in my apartment that's true. So I think it's worth it. So sometimes you just got to sacrifice a little. Yeah, which is what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pro- so a couple problems were mm-hmm. the course for Second City hadn't filled up yet. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, when a certain amount of people don't sign up, they need to hit a certain amount of p- students or else they have to cancel the class. Well, right. this class has been open for over a month now mm-hmm. and not enough people have signed up yet. The course starts in about two and a half, three weeks. So... Let's just say I signed up, got the hotel, I got the apartments, got flights and all this stuff. None of that stuff's refundable. So if my stuff got canceled, I'm out. You're screwed. Five thousand dollars. Right. I mean, what do I then just go down to L.A. and just hang out there for seven weeks? <laughs> so just by the powers that be, we like we told your family and everyone, they're all excited. Mm-hmm. Again, your brother. Brandon. Was listening to a podcast, mm-hmm. the How I Met Your Mother podcast, out of all things. Yeah. And on one of the episodes, he's like, John, you should check it out. It's one of the writers for How I Met Your Mother. She talked about this really cool school she went to in New York City where it was writing for late night television, mm-hmm. and she ended up getting hired at the John Stewart show. What? So I was like, okay, let me listen to this podcast. And the girl who, I forget her name now, but she's a writer mm-hmm. on How I Met Your Mother. She went to, uh, a class for, at a school called the People's Improv in New York City. Mm-hmm. 
and the teacher was a writer on the John Stewart show, or the Daily Show, whatever yeah. it is called. And so she did the course writing for late night television. She got a good uh, report with the teacher. A month after she finished school with him, mm-hmm. he got a call saying that there's a writing position on the John Stewart show mm-hmm. and that she should apply. Applied for it, gets a job. Three Emmys later now, she's written on a bunch of shows. That's amazing. She's won Emmys. She's been nominated for all these things. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Let me just check out this course. Mm-hmm. So I look up the website, People's Improv Theater. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to have the exact same light, writing for late night television. Right. The head writer was the former, or the, the teacher for the course was the former head writer of The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, The Late Show with David Letterman. He's won a bunch of Emmys. He's worked on a bunch of other TV shows. Mm-hmm. And the course is six weeks in New York City. Right. They teach you how to write monologue jokes, how to write sketches, how to pitch. Like, they teach you everything that the Second City course is. Mm-hmm. And they also help you, like, put together a submission package to send That's to all these late better. night shows. So I was like, wait a second. This is in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's closer. It's the same credentials. Really great teacher. Right. Uh, I feel like you get a little bit more out of this class. It's not 4,000 miles away. Nope. I can fly down for it. It's once a week for six weeks. I only have to take six vacation days instead of seven weeks and leave of absence from work. Mm-hmm. I can fly Porter. They have a big deal going on right now. <laughs> 60%. I can basically fly back, fly there Tuesday morning, go to class Tuesday night, fly back to Toronto Wednesday morning, walk across the street to work. Which is crazy. Which is crazy. So I've ended up signing up for that class. So you're going to New York. So I'm going to New York City starting March 11th. Amazing. For six weeks, and I will definitely be podcasting from there. Nice. We're going to try and Skype you in from definitely. Club 605 while I'm in a hotel room, and we'll I'll do a couple episodes from out there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to know the city. I've been to New York once. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. And I'm just really excited to go back to school uh, for something I'm really passionate about. Definitely. I think this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, I'm getting all hot again. Uh-oh. I don't know why. <laughs> getting hot flashes because of all this stuff. So exciting. <laughs> so I'm just really excited for it. No, I think it's going to be like, the, have you even told Brandon you signed up for it? Not yet, no. Yeah, so I, um, I think it's been great. Like, my siblings are always actively looking for stuff for each of us kind of thing. So it's really nice that... It's something just by chance, like a podcast came up that sparked Brandon thinking about you, mm. and then you finding out and actually going to this now. It's just, it feels really cool that all this is kind of happening so fast, like, um, which brings us to the next thing. <laughs> so, you guys know us by now, 40 plus episodes, you know, we've talked about relationships, we've talked about bad roommates, bad jobs, we've uh, had questions answered. You guys all know, what do we like to do? Party! We like to have a party, and we're always looking for an excuse to throw a party. <laughs> so, initially, we were going to do, like, a bon voyage, bon voyage, what am I saying? Bon voyage. Bon voyage to L.A. for seven weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's changed now, New York City. I'm officially going to New York. Like I said, I've signed up for the course. This only happened on Tuesday. Yeah, this happened uh, five days earlier from right now. Yeah. Uh, after I'm done this, I'm basically going to go book all my flights. Yeah. I'm going to book some hotel rooms mm-hmm. and everything, and... It's exciting. So officially doing it, mm-hmm. we're like, well, we gotta do a send off party. Still, even though I'm not gonna be, I'm gonna be gone just like a couple times a week. Right. So you're like, let's go back to hip hop karaoke. Definitely. So we've talked about that. We the reason why you first started liking me was because you saw me at 
hip-hop karaoke. Yeah, so, like, I saw him physically at work the first time, and I was like, oh, this is cool. But I felt like the first time I saw John perform was crazy because it was, like, the sheer amount of confidence and swag mm-hmm. on the stage. And I was like, <laughs> So... Um, exactly. So we went back and like a lot of people have been asking me, when are we going to go back? When are we totally. Gonna... Cause the thing is I usually don't go to hip hop karaoke if I'm not performing because I just like to perform or I got to watch someone else steal my spotlight, you know, come on. Stat whore. Stat whore. <laughs> so like it said. Can you uh... make a stat whore sting? Stat whore. Nah, dog. I'm just telling the truth. <sighs> For every time you do a stat whore, you move. I should. Narcissist. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to have to have... Uh, everyone really liked from season one when I had Chaboy on the podcast. Yeah. Everyone's new favorite person is Jerry. Okay. Jerry's the guy with the deep voice. Yeah. So him and Chaboy do all the stings now, so I might have them on the podcast and interview them. I feel like Chaboy would have to do stat whore. Stat. Or one says one and one says Yeah, it would be something like stat whore. Yeah. I'd be like, no, dog, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> stat whore. No, dog, I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> What are the, I love those, those things. Are, they just make me laugh. I try to say like the most ridiculous. Yeah. Like the one last week where it's just like, um, time's up, Jerry. Your break's over. He's like, no, dog. I still got 10 minutes on the clock. <laughs> I am pissed, though. I haven't had a valid point. Girl, you know that's a valid point. And I have made so many in the past three seasons. You got to remind me about these no. things. I just made a very valid point. Girl, you know that's a valid point. When? Just when I said you need to make a stat whore. Girl, you know that's a valid point. All right, I'll put in a valid point. Thank you. I don't even remember what we were talking about now. HHK. HHK. How you won't go if somebody, if you're not performing. Exactly. (laughs) I must say, too, I mean, people who go there are technically, are way better rappers than me. I'm not saying I'm the best rapper. I'm just saying I put on probably one of the best performances. Yeah. I always put on one of the top performances because I like to have fun. I like to get people involved. You're a showman. I'm a showman, yeah. So wait, for people who don't know what hip-hop karaoke is, it's not like your typical karaoke in a small room with 30 of your closest friends or even 10 of your closest friends. With like a projection screen that has the words. Yeah, with crazy music videos about like people in the mountains and stuff. Yeah. It is actually like almost more of a concert where you're performing on stage in front of, like, 300-plus people. I think at the, the biggest performance I did was at, like, the hip-hop karaoke anniversary when Charlie Tuna of Jurassic nice. 5 came out. I think there was, like, 800 people. Which is crazy. So I've done this a bunch of times. Go to Facebook.com right now, and I'll post me doing a Millie, mm-hmm. Little Wayne's a Millie. That's, that's a really good one. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we decided to go back to hip-hop karaoke. We got a bunch of... Uh, everyone from mm-hmm. pretty much all the podcast fame was yep. out there. And it was last night, so that's why my voice is raspy. <laughs> it was super last minute. I always yeah. love the fact that when we were like, oh, we're throwing a party or whatever, everybody's like, what? Right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, so sorry. It's so last minute. There's only like, we only found out about this information three days ago. Um, so it's really awesome if anyone can make it. You know, we understand if you can't. Mm. Still, having sent out a thing, how many people came out? At least 20 people came, like out, that, yeah. came out in your honor yesterday. It was just like randomness how it started. So it was just, uh, we're, we started just you and me watching the Kardashians drinking beer <laughs> here at the apartment. Obviously. Okay, here's my ritual. This is what I used to do for hip-hop karaoke. Mm. Before, I couldn't even see anyone the day of the performance because I'd have to practice. I had a whole mm. ritual. This is what would start. I would get home from work. 
and I would drink beer. Right. I would make a steak and fried dinner, maybe with an apple on the side. Which is the weirdest combination ever. Drink a beer. Okay. I would then eat my steak and fry, watch BGT's 106 in Park, mm -hmm. Freestyle Fridays, drink a beer. Mm -hmm. I would then go take a shower. Yeah. And I may or may not have inside that shower had drank another beer. Yeah. And then come out of the shower, get dressed, practice, drink another beer, mm -hmm. and then go to the hip-hop karaoke and have, like, three more beers. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, just to, like, kind of get loose and get into it, I like to have a couple of drinks. Mm -hmm. So it was you and I here hanging out and drinking. Right. And then we were going to go, like, to Andy Poole originally first and pre-drink, but then we're like, nah, let's just stay here. Like, everyone's kind of running late, so we'll just meet everyone at hip-hop karaoke. Right. Then you're getting texts from our friend Alex, who's just like, my phone's going to die, what's the plan? And yeah. then you guys were talking on the phone. He's like, oh, I'm just kind of wandering the streets then. And, yeah. and it's like two hours until we were going to go meet there. Like, oh, come on over. Yeah, then. just come over here and chill. So he came over and we had a fun time drinking and he was telling us some crazy stories oh, about really? uh, girl stuff and all this craziness. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I always end up sitting with the guys when they do like ultimate guy conversations. You were in some serious guy talk of things you probably did not no, want to hear. No, not at all. And I'm like, okay, I am far too naive to contribute slash hear any of this stuff. So so that was good. And then we head over to Hip Hop Karaoke. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch, like we got there for about 10.30. 10.30. I thought the thing, to 11. I thought it would, people would start going up on stage at 10.30. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like I I was the eighth in line. Mm -hmm. It didn't start till like 11:30, so I was right. like, oh, okay, this just means there's lots more time to drink. Totally. Everyone shows up. People are giving me shots. I'm drinking beers. Everyone just like asking I was me. wasted. Oh, I was wasted too. Everyone just mm -hmm. like asking about like New York stuff. It was also such like an eclectic group of our friends. Mm -hmm. It was like some work friends, some high school friends. Some like my friend, high school friends. Yeah, yeah. It it was just craziness, and um, I I so yeah. I'm just drunk at this point. Mm -hmm. I finally get called up to go on stage on the deck on deck circle. So I'm like up next, mm -hmm. and uh, I go on stage. Mm -hmm. And so I did Snoop Dogg's "Ain't No Fun." Nice. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make that song the song of the week this Worth week. It. So we'll wait to the end of the show if you want to hear what I rapped. Mm -hmm. But basically, it is the dirtiest song I know. Yeah. It's one of my favorite rap songs of all time. It's Snoop Dogg featuring Nate Dogg, Corrupt, and uh, Warren G. Amazing. And I'll break you off a little piece of it right now. So mm -hmm. it starts off with singing. And it goes, "When I met you last night, baby." Before you opened up your gap. I love how serious you are singing into this microphone. <laughs> and then it proceeds, there's some rapping. Guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> should we should we pause and should I get into you did your violin lesson? Yeah. Should we get into John's freestyle? Sure. Yo, John's freestyle. Yo, 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 yo. Okay. Hold on. You have to promise regular freestyle. You can't use somebody else's rap. No, I have nothing planned. Last freestyle, I had one pre-thought rap. I have nothing thought of this time. So this is probably only going to be like 10 seconds because I'm tired and hungover and sleepy and my voice is raspy. So Kay. what's the topic? The topic for today's freestyle rap is dinosaur. Okay. In three, two, one. Yeah, this week we're all talking about dinosaurs. I met this one girl, she was a dino whore, cause she liked to collect bones, and she wanted me to bone her all up in this 
place, and I was like, girl, you know what? You're a bit of a disgrace. What would your mom think? She wouldn't. That's the problem. My mom's a dino whore. <laughs> you know what? This story is a bore, so I'm going to change the topic and talk about the ceiling because I don't want to talk about my feelings about girls because I want to talk about some food that I might eat later. You know what? I like alligators. I wouldn't put them on my shoe because I'm not clueless about this kind of shit. I don't care a little bit. I don't know what to say because I've just jumped in some hay and I go, hey, hey. I think I blacked out during that thing. I don't know what I said. You did say dino whore four times. Better than butt fucking. So that was 46 seconds, but I'm going to deduct. Oh. I'm going to deduct 10 seconds because you said dino whore four times. But I had a good line about, uh, I had a good line. I almost got like conscious rap. I don't know. So let's. Keep going. Okay, that was John Raps or whatever the sting's <laughs> called. Just play the sting with Jerry in it. <laughs> yo, John's freestyle. Yo, 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 yo. So I go on stage and I do Ain't No Fun. Mm-hmm. And basically, I always like to have something funny on stage. Because, right. like I said, what I lack in rap skills, as you can tell by my freestyle, right. I make up with showmanship. Totally. So I went on stage and I said, Hey guys, I didn't have time to eat dinner tonight, so I hope you don't mind if I go ham right now. <laughs> Ham basically means going hard as a motherfucker. It's, it's a popular Jay-Z, Kanye West song. The funny part is, is that the guys, the DJs who are on stage with you, they totally put that back into your after you perform like, yeah. uh, dialogue. Like he did go ham tonight. Yeah. And then I also had a uh, money ring on my fingers. Mm-hmm. And hidden underneath my shirt, I had a gold spinning chain. Right. And then when the song came on, I took the chain out and started spinning it around. Yeah. And then I just, I was pretty drunk on stage. You're I don't, wasted. I don't quite remember the whole performance. Yeah. I remember singing. I remember dancing. I remember giving the microphone to people in the crowd. Yep. I think I did the West Side connection hand yeah. sign. I don't know. What was it like? What happened? Oh, I was shitbagged. Yeah. When you, even you passed the mic to me and I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Go to Facebook.com slash live at 605. There's a nine second clip of me rapping and passing the mic to you. Yeah. It was crazy though. Everybody was just like cheering for you. Like even when you finished performing, people were cheering. Before you started performing, when you were on deck, people were cheering for you. I've done it enough times where people kind of know what they're getting with me, I think. Totally. Last time I did was my birthday. I did N-Words in Paris. Which was the best performance bar none. And I brought a crown out. It's just like I said, I I just like to have fun on stage. Totally. Some people do like the six-minute Wu-Tang conscious songs from 1993. Right. I'm like, I'm either going to do a song everybody knows, mm-hmm. or I'm going to just do a song that's a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I remember here, people were cheering. I do like it because all of our friends are always super loud, yeah. which is fun. And I think it went it went pretty well. It wasn't my best performance. I, it's I've hard done to follow up N-words. That mm-hmm. was crazy. I think next time, we're, we all made a pack. We're going to try and get all of us to go on stage pack. in April. Mm-hmm. So I'm, either, I'm definitely going to do a Kanye song. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to do... Drop it to the flow. Make that ass shake. <laughs> Make the ground move. That's an ass quake. Mercy by Kanye West. <laughs> right. Or I'm going to do, my mama was raised in the era when clean water was only for the fairer skin. New Slaves by Kanye West. Nice. Or I'm going to do, ah, for my theme song. Yeah. My leather black jeans on. My by any means song. His black skinhead song. I love that song. So I'm going to do one of those three songs. Mm. 
And then once I got off stage, the night just got crazier and crazier. So first there was these three rather large black dudes standing Mm -hmm. next to the stage. And they're like, yo, man, that was like the best ever. Like, we love Snoop Dogg. And give them like (laughs) hip hop handshakes. I was like, oh, yeah, check out my chain. It spins. Like, oh, my God, yo, that thing spin. It's spinning. It's spinning. So I was, like, hanging out with them for, like, a couple minutes. Like, yo, that was crazy. I was like, thank you, sir. So that was crazy. And then this is why I like going to hip-hop karaoke. Whether you do good or bad, everyone in the crowd is always super nice to you. And they're like, yo, you're so good and everything. So, like, trying to find you guys. Everyone's like, oh, man, that was awesome. You're really good. Stuff like that. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, well now I can really get drunk because I don't have to like rap in front of people. Yeah. And like it's, the rest of the night, we we're all just like hanging out, a bunch of us just going crazy. I feel like. Yeah, I think it just at that point, like I do feel bad. I feel like I was like so wasted for most of your performance. Yeah. To the point where after the show, it was just like blurry. Not blurry in the respect yeah. that like my birthday was far more blurry. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just felt like holy shit, and now it's two. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's get out of here. I was just ridiculous. I'm like, I remember I was just getting to the point where I was just getting sassy. Not mean sassy, but just like, I was just sassing everybody, yeah. being like, you crazy or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And yeah, we left there at two or something. Like, who knows when we left? Mm-hmm. And then there was like just six of us. Turned out we went to Smoke's Poutinery or uh, something? Steve's. Steve's Poutinery. Yeah. I thought you took a picture of Smoke's. Oh, I think it's Smoke's. I yeah. don't know where the hell I was. It's a picture of like fat 1970s John Goodman. Yeah. Isn't that Smokes? Um, Maybe I'll post this picture. Smokes, yeah. Smokes. Maybe his name is Steve. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we went there for poutine, and mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this mess. I'm eating pizza and watching Community when I get home. Yeah, you, you, you took a stance. Yeah, and then we were there, and people recognized me in Smokes poutine. Yeah, right? it was crazy. Which was fun. And then I, it was actually, I had a lot of fun just like at Smokes. Like, we're all just laughing mm-hmm. and stuff. I think I showed everyone my high school grad picture. Yes, you did. When I looked like I had wide, wide eyes. eyes and alien head and yeah. I'm like 50 pounds or something. So that was kind of crazy. But yeah, everybody is like so supportive and just so excited about this new endeavor and whatnot. And they're like, oh, is, do you secretly want LA or over this? And it's just like succumb to New York. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I think it's just like this course almost feels like just a little bit more cooler than the LA one just because of the added advantage that... It is closer. You do get this tangible thing to, like, submit afterwards. So and it was just nice that everybody's so backing this move up. Yeah, and I, if I had to choose between living in L.A. and New York, I definitely would rather live in New York. Mm-hmm. Only been there once, but I'm like, it's just, it's you, you know why people call it, like, the greatest city in the world. It's just so cool. There's right. always stuff happening. And it, it is interesting. Here's the one funny thing is, mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in the uh, episode... That we did with our friend Ashley when mm-hmm. we were just talking about like ambition, this and that. Right. I remember when I started college, I was like, oh, I'm going to give myself a bunch of goals, you know? Mm-hmm. Three years from now, I want to, or when I was in Ottawa, I was like, I want to go to school in Toronto. Then I want to uh, get a job and live in Toronto. And like by 28, I was like, I want to live in LA and mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm like, now I am 28 and I am doing what I said I want to do. Like I've done, totally. I have the jobs I want. I'm now, like, going to the States to go do something that I really, really want to sure. do. And it's just cool that, like, I have been on track with everything I totally. told, like, an 18-year-old John that I wanted to do. That's amazing. Which is pretty cool. I'm just, I'm not expecting to go down to New York and then become a writer on John Stewart or whatever. I'm just, I'm going down there because that's something I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity, and I'm excited. It's really nerve-wracking and scary, but exciting at the same time. And I'm, like, beyond stoked that it's basically... In three weeks, I'll be 
going. Totally. So it's crazy to think about. It's not like, you know, three months from now. It's like three weeks. I'll be in mm-hmm. New York City. I think that makes it extra cool. Like, people talk about stuff they're going to do, like, ne- oh, next year I'll look into it or yeah. whatever. And it's like, well, why do you want to wait a year? Just mm-hmm. go do it now kind of thing. Like, we have that luxury. We can do it now. Why not? Yeah. So. I think your phone's going oh. ham. Oops. Someone's calling you. Hello? Uh, so you just took a call from the fan favorite Miranda, so I don't <laughs> now know. Now your phone's going now crazy. Now my phone's blowing up. I don't know where we left off, but oh, I know. I know. I was gonna say, definitely one of the reasons why I'm doing this <coughs> stuff too is you're a big inspiration because, like you said, talking about saying you want to do something and doing it. Mm-hmm. You were uh, go, doing all your school stuff, and then I was really impressed when I got you the violin. Like the day after I got it to you, you're like, oh, I already found a place to go to <laughs> school. Like, okay, there you go. So yeah. it is good, like, to have you like the support too. Yeah. And be like, oh, definitely, like, you were gonna be cool, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, if you gotta go to LA for seven weeks. You gotta do what you gotta do. Totally. Like, not you, like some people might be like, you can't leave or. I think that's so crazy. There was one person, and I think this is like a testament to our relationship as well. I was just talking with some guys at work, and like some of the places we were looking at, it's just like, oh, if you had to like house with people or like get a place by yourselves, and they were like, oh, I wouldn't be okay if my significant other went down and housed with people. I'm like, really? And mm. then they're like, what? Are you okay if John goes down for seven weeks? And I was like yes mm-hmm. right I'm like I'm confident enough in our relationship so I was like that's fine plus I'm like it's the experience he's going down for right exactly. even for like New York I'm like if you had to stay down for like a week or something I'm mm-hmm. like that would just be like the super coolest thing ever to me that I'm like I would want you to have that and not go down with like 10 ba- bags of burden on you mm-hmm. so yeah definitely you have to tell your aunt I do, yeah. She thinks I'm going to L.A. There's a lot of people, I guess, <laughs> tell this stuff, too. So, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. That's the big news. That's mm-hmm. the announcement. We're going to be doing some fun New York-style mm-hmm. podcasts, which will be awesome. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is, too, I got this nice mic, so I can take this with me to New York, mm-hmm. and it won't be, like, just my uh, cell phone For audio sure. like we did in Barbados and stuff. Totally. I think that might be it. We're almost at... Well, we're going to be at an hour and a half with your brother's stuff in there. So I don't know. Is there anything else you want uh, to talk about? Any other job stuff or uh, phone's your going phone's ham. going crazy? Um, what you going to call it? No, I think it was just like after I quit Ryerson and I did like that stealthy marketing job where I had to become like a crazy another identity and I was like Portuguese princess 68 yeah. right and like stalk people and try to get them to like sign up for things online yeah which was like the worst job ever and I quit that after a week mm-hmm. and then I did like a ton of volunteering um at like eTalk and then worked at MTV and all that kind of jazz uh, Okay, the scariest job I had mm-hmm. when I started doing like more career oriented, so like the e talks and the MTV, was I was volunteering up at Agent Court Steve, uh, CTV yeah. up in Scarborough. And if anyone has ever worked at that location, you know that there is no direct entrance into that yep. building. Yes, you I have do. to literally like go across a highway and crawl through a fence yeah, it's crazy. to get there. And I hated my life because that's even like so far on the subway. Yeah. So that was like the worst job ever, too. That's crazy. What about you? Uh, what? Any other jobs? Um, no, it was just those crazy jobs. I mean, I've done babysitting before. Even I haven't babysat. No? Mm-mm. I did a little bit. We had some cool... Mm-hmm. This uh, Our one neighbor's like a few houses down had three little kids. Mm-hmm. And they were all fun, so I babysat them a little mm-hmm. bit. Benjamin would be the first kid I've ever been asked to babysit. Yeah. 
-hmm. I had to work. I did stuff at the food bank mm -hmm. because uh, I had to get so stupid. They made us in school where it's like you got to get 40 hours community service. I'm like, what am I, a criminal? That's so nice, though. I know, but it's like you don't graduate if you don't get your 40 hours, whatever yeah. it was. So anyway, I did a lot of stuff at the food bank. So yeah. I, I liked I liked that because I just would pick up cans and put them in boxes and stuff. Mm, I love doing stuff like that. Well, you are a better person than me. I, we used to do it for like Thanksgiving and stuff, like give turkey baskets and we would make them and give them to different donations. And we used to work at St. Francis table in the city. Oh, okay. Mm. That's cool. Ugh, I used to waitress for that too. <laughs> Horrible. Did you steal ice cream from No, that well? that's like the worst common denominator. If I stole from homeless Oh, people. yeah. Sorry. Never mind. That's not good. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I would go to then. hell for that. I'm having like hot flashes right now. Do you think that's even worse? If you were somebody who was volunteering at a homeless shelter, but you stole stuff from them, mm -hmm. that's like the worst scenario ever. That's like bottom tier. Yeah, well, that happened in our building. We used to have the donation box in the laundry room. People stole clothes out Ugh. of it. And now we have no donation box. Yeah, I know. That's Fucking... so much clothes I want to donate. Yeah, craziness. So, mm -hmm. And on that depressing note, <laughs> I think this was another fun episode. Two, uh, two straight episodes about bad jobs mixed in with some hip-hop karaoke, mixed mm -hmm. with some freestyles and some violin. Mm -hmm. um, next week we're going to be in Ottawa, so we'll probably be doing a podcast from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're really excited for that. We're seeing another hockey game. Uh, we're, we'll see what happens. Totally. We're flying down there. We don't know how we're getting back yet. We might be <laughs> Hitchhike. might be hitchhiking with mm -hmm. uh, Pops Mountain. We might be driving down. We might be taking a train. We don't know. So mm -hmm. we might be stranded. Who, who knows what's going to happen? It's Either way, you can be sure that we'll have stories. Yeah. Things always happen to us. Do you remember any of those? Wasn't there a few stories about things that pissed you off? Like, you told the subway thing, but wasn't there another one you didn't tell? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember. I'm putting you on the spot Damn now. Damn it. I have to always put these in my phone as soon as they happen. Yeah. But it's just all these weird things happen, like the, do you want a bag? Yes, please. Your stuff's too big for a bag. Like, <laughs> these things never really happened to me before. And it's not even that it's a big deal. It's just like weird stuff. That's so funny. Uh, oh, I got so angry walking home mm -hmm. the other day. I definitely put my shoulder into a few people this week. Yeah. Just like, oh, I do have a new thing I do. Go. So when I walk to work, uh, I uh, if I subway to work, I subway to Union Station and I walk from there. It's like a 20-minute walk. Mm -hmm. I walk under the gardener, so like under a bridge. Mm -hmm. There's this weird guy on a bike who always like bikes past me. Okay. Like he's coming towards me. I'm walking towards him. He's this weird guy with like a goatee, like orange goatee and glasses and like a weird hat. Okay. And I, I don't know why, but he always just bugs the shit out of me. Like he has a stupid face that I don't like. Weird. So I do a thing. Like we always kind of crot like crock. Croc eyes. We always... Ew. <laughs> we always look at each other. Okay. And so I do a new thing now that when he rides by me, mm -hmm. I take my hand mm -hmm. and I go like this. So I I hope, I walk like this. I'll explain what I'm doing. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? I walk like this and I go... You give him the finger behind you? Yeah, I give the finger behind me. As Why? Because he pisses me off. He's a stupid face. Why? I don't know. He always looks at me weird. <laughs> So I give him Maybe because it's you're giving him the finger behind your back. Yeah, no, he doesn't see me do it. It's very, like, discreet. <laughs> so it's crazy. And, uh, and on that note. And on that, yeah. another depressing <laughs> finger-giving note. Ew. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. You had too much guy talk last night. Ugh. Uh, let's end this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, this was fun. Thank you to you and your brother mm -hmm. for doing all this stuff. Uh, all the ways to get in contact with me, facebook.com. Oh, no, wait, first, band of the week. 
So this week's band of the week is by, you all know him, you love him, Snoop Dogg. At the time, he was Snoop Doggy Dogg. Right. And this song comes from his Doggy Style album. And my two favorite rap albums are probably Doggy Style and Chronic 2001. Right. But this is definitely my favorite Snoop Dogg song of all time. It's a really dirty song. It's called Ain't No Fun If the Homie Can't Have None. And it's all about uh, getting your homies to hook up with your girl. Because it's no fun if everyone's not getting some. <laughs> and I've done it a few times at Hip Hop Karaoke. This is what I sang in rap. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, the song of the week by the band of the week is Ain't No Fun brackets if the homie can't have none by snoop doggy dog nate dog rest in peace marbles falling upstairs warren g and corrupt so let's listen to that and as always facebook.com slash live at 605 you'll see pictures and videos of me from hip-hop karaoke follow me on twitter i'm at malencamp hip-hop karaoke's twitter follows me so why don't you uh get at me on vine and instagram i'm at malencamp and um live at 605.podomatic.com for everything else so until next week i'm your podcaster john who are you the award winner D. Before you opened up your gap, I had a respect for your lady, but now I take it all back. Cause you gave me all your pussy, and you even licked my balls. Leave your number on the cabinet, and I promise, baby. I give you a call Next time I'm feeling kinda horny You can come on over And I'll break you off And if you can't fuck that day, baby Just lay back and open your mouth Corrupt gave a fuck about a bitch, I'd always be broke. I never have no motherfucking endo to smoke. I get smoked and loony. Bitch, you can't do me. Do we look like BBD? You hoochie groupie. I have no love for hoes. That's something that I learned in the pound. So how the fuck am I supposed to pay this hoe? Just the latest hoe. I know the pussy's minds. I'ma fuck a couple more times. And then I'm through with it. There's nothing else to do with it. Pass it to the homie. Now you hit it. Cause she ain't nothing but a bitch to me. And y'all know that bitches ain't shit to me. I give a fuck. Why don't y'all pay attention? Approach her with a different proposition. I'm corrupt. Oh, you'll never be my only one. Trick ass bitch. In the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth. Hoes recognize niggas do too. Cause when bitches get scandalous and pull a voodoo, what you gon' do? You really don't know. So I'd advise you not to trust that hoe. Silly of me to fall in love with a bitch. Knowing damn well I'm too caught up with my grip. Now as the sun rotates and my game grows bigger. How many bitches wanna fuck this nigga named Snoop? Doggy, I'm all the above. I'm too swift on my toes to get caught up with you hoes. But see, it ain't no fun if my homies can't get it.
get a taste of it, cause you know I don't love it. Woo! Hey, now you know, inhale, exhale with my flow. One for the money, two for the bitches, three to get ready, and four to hit the switches in my Chevy. Six for red to be exact, with bitches on my side and bitches on my back. So back up, bitch, because I'm struggling. Just get on your knees and then start juggling. These motherfucking nuts in your mouth. It's me, Warren G, the nigga with the clout. Woo! John Mallon.